Hello and welcome to another episode of the Intro to Hello podcast. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm JW. And today we'll be recapping and giving our thoughts about the Super Bowl, which just happened last night. It was a pretty good game. It wasn't the best Super Bowl ever, but it definitely wasn't the worst either. The Rams ended up winning by a score of 23-20. to 20. What are your biggest thoughts on the game? You know, honestly, these two teams really did not play that well, especially on offense. They It was a tough night for both teams. Uh, they couldn't really get the run game going. They had to rely on, on big plays. Not much was happening, especially in the second half. And uh, But, you know, they, they stayed together. It was a tight game. Both defenses played well uh, for, um, for the most part. So I thought it was a really good game. Yeah, I did as well, especially the first half. I thought the first half was really interesting. Then in the second half, there were like maybe five or six consecutive drives where they all stalled out, and it seemed like they punted the ball to the exact same place multiple times. But overall, like midway through the third quarter, it looked like the Bengals were going to win this game. Their defense was playing spectacularly. The Rams could not run the ball. Cam Akers had a pretty terrible game, and the the Bengals' D-line was playing incredibly well. Like DJ Reader and some of the other Bengals defensive linemen were completely holding the the Rams' run game. And also another big factor, and I think this was the turning point of the game, was Odell Beckham's injury. Because in the first quarter, the Rams really looked kind of unstoppable. They were moving up and down the field. Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham were both getting open. Matt Stafford was finding them. And then all of a sudden... Odell Beckham gets injured. The Bengals are able to double-team Cooper Cup. And since the Rams can't run the ball, they really can't move the football. So for a while there, it really looked like the Bengals were going to win because the Rams just couldn't score. Yeah, did Matthew Stafford really struggle once OBJ got hurt? I mean, like, none of the other receivers were really getting open. Cooper Cup was getting double-teamed most of the night after that. And it seemed like you just couldn't spread the ball around to guys like Van Jefferson, who he dropped a few passes. Tyler Higby dropped a big pass. So, yeah, the, the other receivers for the, the Rams, they won the game, but they did not play well. Yeah, but I mean, so the Bengals were up 20-16 to 16 late in the fourth quarter. As we, were, as we were saying, the Rams couldn't move the ball down the field, but then all of a sudden they decided, we don't care if Cooper Cup is covered and double covered. We are going to get him the ball. And on that final drive, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup both played incredibly well. Cooper Cup came up with some huge catches, did a great job running after the catch, and obviously caught that late touchdown, ended up winning Super Bowl MVP. Do you think he deserved to win Super Bowl MVP? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's either him or Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald certainly played very well, but so did Cooper Cup. I mean, eight catches for almost 100 yards and two touchdowns that were pivotal catches. I mean, he he's he definitely deserving. And whether or not he deserved to win Super Bowl MVP, you can't deny that this is probably the greatest season by a wide receiver in NFL history. He won the Triple Crown this year, having the most receptions, the most receiving yards, and the most receiving touchdowns. He won Offensive Player of the Year, and he won Super Bowl MVP all in the same year. Absolutely incredible from Cooper Cup, and this really came out of nowhere because Cooper Cup... Sure, everyone thought he was a pretty solid receiver, maybe a number two or a number three receiver. He had some injury problems before this year, 
but he was never really considered to be a superstar or a reliable number one receiver. And then all of a sudden, the Rams trade for Matthew Stafford, get rid of Jared Goff, and Cooper Cup just emerges as the best receiver in the league, and he's absolutely uncomfortable. Yeah, he just, I mean, he really took a big leap forward with Matthew Stafford. I mean, everyone kind of knew he was a solid guy, uh, a solid wide receiver for his, his previous years, but he really took a big step forward this year and had a great season. And let's talk about Matthew Stafford, because with this win, he is now a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And this kind of elevates his legacy to a new level. Where do you think this puts Matthew Stafford on the all-time quarterback rankings? I mean, yeah, it'll it'll bump him up, but I don't think he's 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 not really scratching the top ten or that close to it. I mean, he's he's a solid quarterback. You know, what people will be remembering him, but he's not. Not, not a top 10 guy. So I kind of disagree a little bit about Matthew Stafford. Sure, he's not a top 10 quarterback all time. He's not even a top 20 quarterback all time. But I thought that this really proved that Matthew Stafford is a truly elite quarterback. That final drive where he just had to find a way to get the ball to Cooper Cup's hands and made some really big throws, that was really phenomenal. He ended the game with almost 300 yards and three touchdowns. I thought he should have won Super Bowl MVP. I get that he didn't because he did throw two interceptions. But those interceptions, one of them wasn't really his fault. The receiver kind of dropped it. And then the other one was late in the first half. He kind of just launched the ball down the field trying to score. It was yeah, that one interception, I mean, you can't really do that in the Super Bowl. Like, it was basically a punt, though, on third and long, basically throwing the ball into the end zone. So overall, Matthew Stafford had a really solid game. And I think we have to give the Rams huge props for going out, taking risks, going out and trading for Matthew Stafford. It's not an easy thing to trade a player you selected with the number one overall pick in Jared Goff and trading multiple draft picks as well and risking it all to get a franchise quarterback who has never even won a playoff game. So we got to give huge props to the Rams. They swung for the fences, and they ended up hitting a home run. I mean, yeah, they definitely – they they hit it out of the park with these trades. I mean, yeah, they, they're giving up a lot in their future, but, you know, if they're giving up, you know, 30, 31, 32 picks in the first round, I mean – not so bad for a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned all the trades they made. When you look at this Ram team, I mean, the amount of talent they have is truly unbelievable. Sure, it might be kind of disappointing that the Bengals lost because they were the underdog and everyone was kind of rooting for them. But you can't say that the Rams didn't deserve to win the Super Bowl because they constructed really a juggernaut of a team on both sides of the ball, superstars everywhere on offense. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, Andrew Whitworth, who, by the way, had probably one of the greatest weeks by a player in NFL history, winning Walter Payton Man of the Year, and then going on and winning his first Super Bowl against his former team. He's probably going to retire. And then the Rams also, on the defensive side of the ball, have Aaron Donald, who we'll get into a second, and Vaughn Miller, who played a phenomenal game. He had two sacks, adds to his legacy, now getting his second Super Bowl. They also obviously have Jalen Ramsey, who didn't have a great game. He got torched up by Jamar Chase okay, a few okay. times. Okay, okay, but that one, the, the, one of the touchdowns that he gave up should have been a penalty flag. It was 
he pretty clearly grabbed Jalen Ramsey's face mask and threw him down and then caught a touchdown pass. So I'll give him some slack on that. Yeah, I mean, some Rams fans, if they had lost, would have complained about that play from T. Higgins, which definitely should have been offensive pass interference. But I know for sure that Rams fans can't be complaining about pass interferences after what happened a few years ago against Um, the Saints. But also, another player who wasn't really talked about on the Rams defense, Eric Weddle, who was really a perennial pro bowler for like almost a decade, comes back after retirement, wins a Super Bowl. He played a pretty big role as that safety after pretty much the entire Rams secondary, except for Jalen Ramsey, got hurt. So really the Rams truly deserve to win this Super Bowl. The amount of talent on their team, the amount of superstars is really phenomenal, and they are definitely going to be a threat for many years, as long as Sean McVay is still there and they still have Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald and that great defense. And let's talk about Sean McVay now. He became the youngest head coach to ever win a Super Bowl. I thought he did a pretty good job yesterday, really, at the end, great job by making telling Matthew Stafford, listen, nothing's really working. We got to go to Cooper Cup. I thought he managed the last drive pretty well, running out the clock. Where do you think this puts Sean McVay on the list of the best coaches currently in the NFL? You know, currently in the NFL, I think he's, he's definitely a top five coach currently in the NFL. He might be number two. I think he's still behind Bill Belichick just because of the legacy. But he, he's definitely, if he's not number two, he's number three. Yeah, I agree. I think you definitely got to put Sean McVay up there. What he's done to transform this Rams team, who had not had a winning season for over a decade before he got there. They now have five consecutive winning seasons. They have a Super Bowl. And they've really made a new identity for themselves as this new L.A. team who's flashy and bold and goes out and makes huge trades in that absolutely phenomenal stadium that they have. So definitely, I agree with you. Sean McVay, I'd probably put him two or three, definitely behind Belichick. And I think you could make a case for Andy Reid still being ahead of him because of the longevity of his career and how he's been able to make it with multiple teams. And now let's get to Aaron Donald, because we have to talk about Aaron Donald. I think now that he's won a Super Bowl, that he's played incredibly well in the playoffs. We have to talk about him as one of the greatest defensive players of all time because he has everything. Three-time Defensive Player of the Year, has made seven consecutive first-team All-Pro teams, and one of the most dominant players we've ever seen at the position. I think probably maybe you could make a case that Reggie White is a better interior defensive lineman. But beyond him, definitely probably the first or second best defensive lineman of all time. What was your take on Aaron Donald yesterday? I mean, Aaron Donald had a great night. He's kind of like the heart and soul of this team. He's been with the Rams for a long time. Hasn't won a Super Bowl until now. You know, he wasn't also – a lot of these guys were very high picks. Matthew Stafford picked first. Jalen Ramsey was a top five pick. I mean – Aaron Donald, he was he was a three-star coming out of high school, went to the hometown team pit, and he wasn't a high draft pick. He was picked like 30th for the Rams. Uh, and he's he's made a big impact for this team, for like the whole city of LA. He's been a great player, and uh, he's like the leader of this team. Yeah, I mean, midway through 
the game, the Rams were really not pressuring Joe Burrow. And it looked like every, it was so weird because before the game, it looked like the Rams were going to get 10 sacks because we all know that the Bengals offensive line is not very good. And they let up like eight sacks against the Tennessee Titans. But in the first half, the Rams D line wasn't really getting any pressure. I think the Bengals O-line came up with a great plan to double and sometimes triple team Aaron Donald. And then Joe Burrow had to get rid of the ball quickly. And then all of a sudden, when the Rams went down 10 points or seven points, excuse me, in the third quarter, kind of they flipped a switch on the Rams defense. Aaron Donald was like, I am not going to lose another Super Bowl. I need to make a difference for this team. He started playing phenomenally well, stopping the Ram, the Bengals running game several times, which had been hugely effective in the first half, and also pressuring Joe Burrow. He was really the game changer yesterday, and it remains to be seen whether he's going to retire or not. I hope he doesn't because he is really a generational talent in the NFL. Now that we've talked about the Rams, we have to talk about the team that lost yesterday, the Cincinnati Bengals. And let's start with their star man, Joe Burrow, who had a pretty okay game. It wasn't what everyone expected it would be, but it also wasn't terrible. He threw for over 250 yards, had a touchdown, but ultimately came up short in the end. So what's your assessment of Joe Burrow's performance I mean, yesterday? he kind of just played fine. He played all right. He didn't do enough to win the team the game, but he didn't lose the team this game. I mean... He played – you want Joe Burrow to play better, obviously. I mean, first overall pick, legendary player. Uh, he's played great in so many of these playoff games, brought the team from, you know, the jaws of defeat. Uh, but the Sunday, he, he kind of just played okay. It was just that. Yeah, I agree with you. And he was – I think he was kind of scared to make mistakes. Like, he wasn't really throwing the ball down the field. It almost felt like, as you said – he wasn't trying to win the game. He was trying not to lose the game. And keep in mind, Joe Burrow is still very young. He has a long career ahead of him. This Super Bowl should not define him for the rest of his career. He should move past it and realize that maybe this just wasn't the right moment for the Bengals and for Joe Burrow because it's only their second year. They really weren't meant to be in the Super Bowl this year. But overall is, as you said, a pretty okay game from Joe Burrow. I think we all kind of expected more, but definitely we still have to give him props for his legendary performance in these playoffs. No one expected the Bengals to be in the Super Bowl, so we really shouldn't give the Bengals too much hate for losing it. And I think another one of the important things to talk about the Bengals is the fact that a lot of people have been saying, oh, don't worry, they'll be back. Joe Burrow will be back in the Super Bowl. But I'm not so sure because the Super Bowl is really, really hard to get to. And that sounds really obvious, but people always say, oh, well, this quarterback may have not won this year, but they'll be back in the Super Bowl next year. But I think for someone like Aaron Rodgers, who won the Super Bowl over 10 years ago, everyone was talking about him as the next great thing, who was going to win multiple Super Bowls. And now 10, 11, 12 years later, he still only has one Super Bowl appearance. I think of someone like Russell Wilson, who made back-to-back Super Bowls, won one of them, 
barely lost the other, and yet people were still saying he was going to win multiple Super Bowls in his career, and he's never been back to even the NFC Championship since then. And it's not like it's going to be easy for the Bengals to get back to the Super Bowl because the AFC is absolutely loaded. I mean, he's going to have to get through Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson. And if Deshaun Watson comes back and goes to an AFC team, you have to get through him. And so, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, there's a lot of talk about him getting traded probably to an AFC team because the Packers don't want to play him every year. So, I mean, you have all of those quarterbacks in the AFC. It's going to be tough for this team to get back to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. And they're losing – I mean, they're not losing a crazy amount of free agents, but they are losing their star defensive player, Jesse Bates, losing a few other guys, uh, losing C.J. Uzoma, their tight end. So, I mean – and their their owner is is known to be a bit frugal, as we might say, with his, his salary cap. Absolutely. Obviously, the Bengals – are the only Northern team that still does not have an indoor practice facility. Their owner is so cheap that he won't even spend on an indoor practice facility. So when it's raining or when it's snowing in Cincinnati, the Bengals just have to play in the rain or the snow. And also about that, you mentioned how it would be difficult to sign free agents. If the Bengals had a better owner, I don't think that would be much of a problem because Joe Burrow is still on his rookie contract. So theoretically, if this was any other team, the Bengals could take this opportunity where they know they have a franchise quarterback, they know they have a solid foundation, and go out and spend big money to improve the areas of weakness, like the offensive line, which I think we can both agree they need to improve massively. Because if they improve that offensive line, I think this team can really be unstoppable with the weapons they have. Yeah, definitely. So that about wraps up our analysis of the Super Bowl. Make sure you stay tuned for more episodes this NFL offseason. It's going to be a long offseason. We're going to cover all the stuff that happens, like big trades, free agency, the NFL draft. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast to stay tuned when we drop a new episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.